welcome to another episode of the Collapsing Game Shelf Podcast, a podcast by a group of monsters with way too many board games. Uh, I'm I'm Tom the Gigazor, and I'm joined by... Justin, your friendly ice penguin. Ass penguin? The ice penguin. I think it was called the ice penguin. It's called a space penguin. Gee, um, fucking penguins space are penguin? from the ice. What? They're not from the ice. They just simply live in an Arctic environment. Yep, yeah, but not what? But neither is the the space penguin. Isn't also made of ice? What are you talking about? Exactly. Uh, so I'm Adam, um, the king. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Debbie, the cyber kitty. Yeah, cyber very kitty. happy to be the cyber kitty. She's not. She's not happy about being the cyber kitty. I'm telling you. I don't know why. The game. I. I'm telling you. The gang. The game. Like sexually profiled me. I got the cyber kitty. Like I 80, 90 percent of the time. Those Facebook algorithms are breaking into into uh, board game arena. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, did you log in with Facebook? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Can you? No. I don't think you can. You can. No. Yeah, you can. You can log in with Facebook or Google. Oh, Lord. Oh, oh, dear. Well, there you go. No. The algorithms are getting you then. That was just a joke. But always watching. Apparently it wasn't. No. Big tech, always watching. Just like the ice penguin. Oh, my God. And this is a board game podcast where we play games in our collections and then talk about them. And today we are talking about Richard Garfield's King of Tokyo. A game about being giant monsters and beating the shit out of each other. Uh, yeah, I mean, that pretty much sums it up. I do have this game, and I I do have the box. We played this on Board Game Arena, where uh, it apparently profiled Debbie to the point where she uh, was constantly presented with a random assortment of pink characters for some reason. (laughs) Uh, Which, I mean, could still just be random, but she's kind of upset about it. Uh, Because I think she wanted to be a... Big nasty dragon. I wanted to be the king. Come on. Let me be the king, goddammit. King was pretty fun. Let her be the king. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't do anything. They're all the same, so it's not really not really any different. But uh, anyway, I'm going to go ahead and read the back of the box here. Uh, play a Giga Monster on a rampage, destroying everything in his way. Roll the dice to get the best combinations to heal yourself, to attack, to buy special cards, or to gain victory points. It's up to you to choose the best tactics so you can become King of Tokyo, just in time to get rid of all your opponents in one devastating attack. The first to gain 20 victory points, or the last monster standing, wins the game. And that's it. This game is a game about rolling big chunky dice. Uh, I think I think that's pretty much its claim to fame for the most part. Um, you know, it's got a it's a it's a it's a board game that has a very simple premise. It is essentially a King of the Hill style thing uh, where you play as giant. Uh, they call them Giga monsters, but you, they're they're like kaiju right they're just big ass monsters that beat the hell out of each other one of them is called gigasaur which you know really really looks like godzilla but you know can't be godzilla (laughs) for reasons so the uh the the game comes with uh, a bunch of these uh uh placemats that have the monsters on them as well as standees for each of the monsters all sort of like cool anime looking art or very cartoonish looking art i should say uh where they all look uh super giant and badass and ready to punch something uh, everyone starts with 10 health and zero victory points. Uh, you get the, uh, you get the six dice. That is the, uh, that's, that's the normal amount of dice you're going to roll throughout the game. Uh, and then there's also a pile of cards, which are for special upgrades that you will be able to get throughout the game, depending on how many energy cubes you have. And there's three of these laid out in front of you at the, uh, at the beginning of the game. And then, uh, and then you're pretty much off to the races. So, uh, the way the flow of the game works is that on your turn, you roll six dice, uh, you get to re- 
re-roll as many of those six dice as you want a couple of times, so up to two times, uh, you know, generally. After you've uh, you finished rolling, you tally up what you've got. So there's a... Uh, I'm just going to reach down to the dice I've got here. Uh, it's got a it's got a, a fist. So if you roll fists, you do damage to whoever's hanging out in Tokyo. Um, or if you're like the first person, you just get to go into Tokyo. And while you're in Tokyo, that's good. If it comes around to your turn, you'll get some points. Yay, points. Um, also, if you're in Tokyo and you roll fists, you, you punch everybody else. So that's a good way to deal some sweet, sweet damage. The problem is... Being in Tokyo, everyone's hitting you, so you really got to watch your life total, because if it goes down to zero, you're out of the game entirely. Um, Next up, we've got hearts. So if you roll a heart, you'll be able to restore one point of health back to your character as long as you're not in Tokyo. Um, Next up, you've got a lightning bolt, which is get an energy cube. Uh, So you can spend these energy cubes at the end of your turn to gather cards from the special cards that are face up on the table. Uh, And then the last three faces of the die are one, two, and three respectively. And if you roll three of these, three or more of these numbers, you will get that many victory points, uh, as well as like one for each additional. So if you roll four threes, you will get four points because you get three for the first, for the, for the three, the set of three and then one extra point for rolling an additional three. Um, So the same goes for ones. You roll three ones, you'll get one point, but if you roll four ones, you get two points. Um, That's pretty much it. Once your turn's over, or once you're done rolling your dice, uh, gathering up your cubes, punching people, um, you can decide to uh, get cards based on what kind of, uh, based on the currency that you have, which these are the interesting part of the game for the most part because you, uh, you can get some special powers out of it, like giving people poison tokens or getting victory points or kicking the person out of Tokyo or, you know, various things. There's a lot of stuff. Some of them give you extra dice. Uh, some of them let you heal uh, for, for like special amounts of power. There's, there's lots of things going on there. Um, the other thing is that if you punch the person who is in Tokyo, they get to decide whether they stick around or leave. Um, so anytime your turn is over and you've dealt damage, you might end up be becoming the king of the hill. Uh, but if they stick around, then they will be able to get some points on the on the on the turnaround. And uh, yeah, as the back of the box explanation said, it's last person standing or first person to twenty points gets to win the game. Um, that's uh, that's pretty much it. Yeah, big dice, roll them, hit each other, and and laugh at each other's misfortune. Uh, did I miss anything uh, important about the rules explanation, I guess? Not that it's necessarily missed, but I mean, just for clarity's sake, it's one point. You get one point when you move into Tokyo, and you get two points if you start your turn in Tokyo. So yeah. many points. That's how you accrue them points. You're going to be well on the road to 20 and death when everyone punches you in the face. Yep. But it's, uh, you know, that's the risk reward of the whole business is uh, you chance sticking around and probably getting punched in the face a bunch. You might have some abilities that help to mitigate that. So, you know, there are there are things that uh, that can really change your fortunes one way or the other. Or you can just sit around outside of Tokyo and just keep rolling threes. And that's not exactly a bad way of doing it either. So uh, there's there's multiple paths to victory, mostly around around the uh the special cards you can pick up because without those you know the game was just sort of like bad yahtzee i guess <laughs> you're not wrong and with them it's good yahtzee <laughs> good 
Good Yahtzee. Yeah, it's a. I mean, it's a. It's a fun little uh, quick-ish game. Because uh, sometimes the um, you know, it says thirty minutes on it. I think that's pretty accurate. Some of the games can be very quick, depending on how like balls to the walls everybody decides to go in the first like I don't know three or four turns. But once everybody sort of calms down and realizes that like just wailing on each other is not exactly the path to victory you think it is, uh, things tend to sort of simmer down and you uh, slowly get yourself into a much uh, much more patient game i would say of king of tokyo uh and i mean these are you know they they can be more fun because there's a little bit more strategy involved but also when everybody's sort of taking their time doing things you 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 wait a little bit for your turn so i mean that your excitement level in this game i think varies wildly depending on how everybody's playing because if everybody's just like beating the absolute crap out of each other it's like i don't know it's like playing craps with lunatics and if not then it's you know you're you're sort of trying to scout out the board and trying to keep track of what everybody's got in terms of special powers uh, and trying to like uh trying to be a little bit more um strategic about what you're doing uh but that can make the turns take a little bit longer and uh and and lead to things drawing being drawn out a little bit more which if you're the person that gets knocked out pretty quick can be kind of a bummer um we did play this on board game arena because everything still kind of sucks right now uh and it's uh it, that's actually i think a great place to play king of tokyo because especially if you're playing with like you random people you can just like cue yourself up into a game of king of tokyo uh throw some dice around uh and then once you lose you can sort of just jet and then go find another game to play um it's not not as good as a like you know on your third or fourth time playing it in person because it does wear thin i think a little bit quick um but otherwise it's a it's a pretty fun casual little game uh it's a it's especially good to bust out with people who are not as familiar with board games in my opinion because it is just like you know king of the hill style roll some dice try to get a bunch of fists and just wail on each other the art is good uh you know the monsters look amazing all the cards look good and are they you know have some funny touches to them so it's a it's a good entry level game about rolling a bunch of dice and that's usually good for a couple playthroughs it's a pretty fun time for what it is yeah i agree i think that this is um I like it's an older game for sure. It's it's not I mean new by any stretch of the imagination. Um, there is a second iteration of it, which is King of New York. Twenty eleven is not old, is it? Uh, Ooh, I got bad news for you, bud. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it's that's ten years ago. I mean, it's it's been around for a while. I, this for me is um, I don't know. I guess in in my eyes, this is like the the original like roll and write style in my world. Um, it's when I think of roll and writes, this is uh, for some odd reason, what I think of, um, I don't know, be that what? right or wrong. I don't know. Like I just, this is what, whenever I think of something in that genre, for some reason, this is what comes to mind for me. Um, and it's not because obviously you're not rolling and writing anything, but just having a, a you know, completely dice based um, yeah, just the dice based game. And it just could easily be because this is one of the games I was introduced into, uh, the hobby with. Um, I agree that it, I mean, it does wear thin after a while. I think, um, when you're first starting to play it, um, I think it probably wears thin a little slower. Um, yeah, yeah like I think that it's just, it depends, I think, on how deep you are in the, in the hobby to really, 
um, have a game like this kind of, it, I mean, it, it gets on your nerves after a while. You just kind of get really annoyed, but, um, it's, it's just like you said, Thomas, like it's, it's a great game to kind of bring out, um, with a group of people that, you know, might not be as, um, into the, into the hobby and, you know, it introduces them to it. It usually I find gets people, um, excitable just because of the fact that you're, <laughs> I mean, it, it completely random, like there's not really a whole lot of, uh, yeah. Like, I mean, you don't plan anything, right. Um, there's some mitigation that you can get through cards and things like that. But, um, yeah, I mean, people just tend to really like this because, there, you know, you're sitting in anticipation and waiting and you have this idea in your mind. And then all of a sudden, you know, regardless of whether you're in Tokyo or not, um, somebody comes along and slaps you across the face. I mean, it sucks. Um, but it's, it's a lot of fun. And I, and I don't really, I don't know. I don't think that it can really be knocked, um, for that. I do remember King of New York being not nearly as good and I can't remember why. Um, and the other thing I think to note is that, uh, this plays up to like six players. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and they, they do a decent job of, um, scaling. So there are actually two, I mean, there's not two, there's two circles. There's Tokyo and Tokyo Bay. Thank you. Unlocks Tokyo Bay five to six people. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they do a decent job of the fact that they, you know, obviously realized that they needed to be able to scale, um, because, you know, it, it just kind of, it's just chicken at that point. Like <laughs> who goes in next and it just turns into this big who cycle. Wants to die? Yeah. I really, um, and it's, you know, there's aspects of it that I still, no matter what, like I, I still enjoy, um, coming back to it, you know, like the idea that in your mind you're like, oh, I, you know, like I'm not gonna, um, I'm not gonna fight. I'm just, I'm just gonna get, uh some health back, or I'm just going to try to get points. But reality is that if you push your luck with the dice, uh, you can't control what your last roll is. Um, and if I can tell you the number of times that has blown up in my face, uh, and I've ended up in Tokyo with a very, very small amount of, of life left in me. <laughs> um, it sucks, but I mean, that's, that's the fun part of the game, right? Is, you know, I know Adam hates random and hates, the, the whole dice-based thing. And there's a lot of people that I think uh, feel that way, but um, it, it does kind of create a bit of excitement um, in some ways because it is, it's just unpredictable. So it's a, a good quality kind of older game that um, really does play its part well. Um, and I mean, yeah, you get to stomp around as a giant monster that looks like something that has copyright written all over it and you don't get to actually say it out loud, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's a lot of fun. I mean, it's, it's a great game and I think that it's good for people to have, um, in their collection if they're, uh, if they have, you know, uh, non gamers, um, around, uh, this is a, a decent game to pull out for that kind of situation. So, yeah, it's, I, the game, this game is, is fine. Again, it's a, it's, it's, you're really Typical Ameritrash kind of entry level game. It's the rules are extremely easy to pick up. It plays very quick. It's it's a game that that fills that niche of, you know, hey, we want to play a game that's a little more advanced, a little more hobby ish. 
uh, with people who maybe aren't quite there yet. This is this is another one that that's easily you can easily pull out, uh, especially if people are into games like Risk, for example. If you if you have a group of friends and they're like, "Man, I really love Risk." First of all, you need to ask yourself, why are you still friends with these people? <laughs> and secondly, you need, you then need to tell them, let me tell you about a game that is far superior to Risk. It is called King of Tokyo. Can I can I get you to say uh, that King of Tokyo is the risk of our generation? <laughs> yeah, the King of Tokyo. Hmm, King of Tokyo. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, King of like Tokyo that. is the risk of our generation. Like it, it's you know it's yeah perfect. It's uh <laughs> you know it's it's not a terrible game, but it's it's not it's nothing special. Um, especially especially as you get deeper and deeper into the hobby and and you find more and more there are there are games that kind of do the job better. Um, like what? Like what? Like the the yeah. whole combat aspect, it can be done ex- can be done a lot better in something like Rising Sun. The uh, dice rolling yeah, aspect not, that's hmm? that's not dice. You can't no. You can't make that. You can't make that. No, no, I said the combat. Like the the combat is is done better in something like Rising Sun. The dice rolling and the dice aspect, the Yahtzee element of it, is done better in something like Las Vegas. Um, like there's just, there's, there's just games that do the elements better, but this game takes all of those elements and puts them all together. So be it. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, if you boil it down, it's essentially Yahtzee with stakes. Very true. Attached to it because you can, you can get killed. It's kind of, you know, you can make any board game more exciting by putting a chess clock on the table and giving everyone like 15 seconds to do their turn. Uh, that's that's how that's how you uh, just uh, up the anxiety level to any board game, uh, <laughs> and I, and I think that's kind of what does it. Because in essence, it's you know it's fun Yahtzee. You get little figures, nothing like you don't get giant plastic things that make the game cost you know a hundred bucks. You just get what you need. You get a couple upgrade cards that makes you feel special, and otherwise it's it's Yahtzee where you can die and have to leave the table. Um, but it, I don't know. One of the things that I, I, I found really neat about it because it plays so fast and is very simple and very accessible. It, it's kind of like watching, you know, bacteria in a petri dish. Oh wow! Because you get like, well, you, there's, there's just constant evolution in the game styles. Like everyone, every round will try something different, or you know, adapt oh. different strategy or do something. Like it, it's just interesting to see how quickly, because you're playing so many rounds in like a couple hours, uh, how all the little strategies and evolutions come about, and how it starts off all the time with just everyone just going all in, punching the shit out of whoever's in Tokyo and just staying in there till the bitter end. And then, you know, you see everyone slowly get a little more passive and try to get a little more clever, even though sometimes the dice just will not agree with whatever you're going to try. Uh, so it's it's got that kind of that gambling feel, a little bit of a little bit of stakes where you can die if you make a mistake or just get a little, little too greedy. And then, uh, you know, the classic dice game of Yahtzee. I don't know. It's just a great little combination. I don't know how you like made a connection between bacteria and a petri dish with a board game. Like it's evolution. His brain just Picasso. Yeah, just I don't know. Is it Picasso? I don't know. It's someone crazier than that. I think. <laughs> little Salvador Dali. Oh, that man was crazy. Uh, I think this game also uh, has the added benefit of just like being cool, like mm-hmm. giant monster standees. It's visually appealing. 
And you can make a little bit of a story in your head about what your monster looks like when it's got like an extra head and it spits poison. You know, you just sort of imagining how cool that would be, how cool that would look in a movie or something. Um, Looks super badass. Just, I don't know. Some of the cards are just hilarious too. Like the camouflage one where it's just like a giant 800 foot toad sort of squatting in between two skyscrapers. (laughs) Yeah, that one's good. (laughs) With like like little windows drawn on it because it's trying to blend in. I think in my mind, I appreciate the the idea of, you know, playing King of the Hill or King of the Hill without being the, you know, nerdy kid that always lost (laughs) and was, you know, severely punished for it as a child. I mean... What what are you like? Really working through? Yeah, were you playing like Squid Game, King of the Hill, or what? Well, no. I'm just saying, like when you're a kid and you're playing King of the Hill, you get some. I mean, you get some some unkind people. Let's let's be realistic here. Um, and you just you know, I like the idea of you know being able to I don't know be like ha ha the bully motherfuckers. I never got to do that as a kid. The day is mine. Yeah. I, you know, I just, I don't know. It's like reliving your childhood and being okay with it. You did yeah. seem to take a, an uh, intense amount of joy just like when you were in Tokyo and able to just dish out like six damage. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You seem to... Oh, yeah. You seem to really relish that more more than I think might be healthy, Debbie. Uh, <laughs> What's a little shot in Freud between friends? Yes. Yeah, as well as any time Adam made his way into Tokyo and you had the chance to just blast him, you just like, I could just hear you giggling through the microphone. <laughs> That's some garbage, let me tell you. I, you know, sometimes you have a little bit of pent up emotions towards your significant other and we can't just go around beating each other so you know you gotta (laughs) true that is frowned on you you gotta release that that pent-up anger somehow i'm so glad this this is getting recorded like this is (laughs) i keep this forever (laughs) yeah hello dateline um (laughs) but it's true it's a very like i mean if i want to pick on you i can and it's like, I don't know, makes me feel better. And it's the kind of picking on that, like, you know, Las Vegas isn't going to deliver for you because it's like, oh, I'm well, just, just rolling right. some dice. That's right. This is like, you just. Yeah, just I imagine, just made him bankrupt. Just imagining slapping him in the face. I mean, making someone bankrupt is pretty crippling, too, but <laughs> more of a, it's more of a, it's I don't know. not the same visceral Yeah, feel. it's not the same. I was going to say, same. that's a little too close to reality for me. This is but what? much less. Well, because there is a much better chance. Listen to <laughs> listen to me. There, there is a Adam. Adam, you need to go to your call your bank and you yeah, fuck. Your apparently, no, no. I'm saying that I think that there's. It's to me like making somebody go bankrupt and making them lose all their money is like such a realistic. Um, just too real. Yeah, like it's something that can happen. Whereas, I'm honestly, I am not going to like walk up to Adam one day and just be like, "Fuck you," and slap him across the face. Like it's just not going to happen. So you're not going to turn into an 800 foot giga monster and just exactly hunt him across the room. You're right. See, that's that's exactly it. I mean, this is just like 
I don't know. It's like that little fantasy in your mind where you get really angry at somebody and you're like, man, I could just hit you. This just this just satisfies that. Whereas making somebody go bankrupt is just a little too real in my world. I don't know. I feel like, Adam, you should take some comfort in that because that means you're not going to like magically get slapped one day. That you're more that. okay with physical violence than you are with causing someone financial. Like, you're not painting a good picture. <laughs> I'm going to destroy you. Yeah, exactly. Mentally and financially. No, yeah, that's she's not, not what I'm saying. She, she'll never she'll never stab you in the middle of the night. She'll just, you know, find some way to leave you destitute and on the side of the road somewhere. Oh. In a board game. In a board game. <laughs> right. Not for real, because that would be... Oof. Yeah, boy, that would be... Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow. As long as, you, <laughs> as long as we play King of Tokyo every once in a while or a game like it, she's never going to have that pent up rage. She gets to get it out wow. every now and then on all three of us. I feel like it's you true. guys have like <laughs> taken my <laughs> my choice I mean, I emotion. That, I don't feel like I don't feel like we're twisting no, over too not much. At all. <laughs> I just it's. I would, it would be I get, so I get jarring mean. to make somebody go bankrupt. Like that would just make me cry. And I don't like that. That's yeah. just, I don't played a lot of Monopoly and it usually just makes the bankrupt person cry. I don't, I don't know. I don't feel good doing that to people. Nobody feels good playing Monopoly. That's the whole point. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the point of Monopoly right. is to not have fun. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. There's not much else to say other than like, uh, you know, I, I feel like this might have been one of the first games uh, Richard Garfield put out after sort of he uh, stopped doing Magic the yeah. Gathering. Yeah. Oh, he's Was a this Magic before or after Netrunner. I think I think this came. This before absolutely Netrunner. came before Netrunner. Okay. I didn't even realize this had something to do with a magic guy. Yeah, Richard Garfield was like the founding, one of the founding fathers, air quotes, of uh, Magic the Other. Oh, good to know. Uh, one thing we didn't really touch on is uh, that you can play with like the power, if, if you get the expansion, if you get like the power up expansion, you can uh, you can get yourselves little decks of powers, which make the game quasi asymmetrical as you uh because you can spend energy cubes i can't remember if it's two or three i want to say it's three but you can spend three energy cubes to buy a power off the top of your deck you don't know what they are uh and they kind of play into a theme so like the king aka definitely not king kong for copyright reasons is uh really strong so some of his stuff will be like he can deal more damage whereas uh, someone like Cyber Kitty would be extremely agile, so maybe they can avoid damage and stuff like that. Uh, only comes when you get like the power up expansion. Um, but I mean, it's it's uh, it's just a way that if you get sick and tired of playing where ever where everyone is literally the same, other than their their aesthetic, uh, you can get a little more asynchronous, a little more varietal gameplay by. Um, making it to where you can get these power-ups, which make you, uh, help you diversify your monster from another. I didn't even realize there was an expansion. Well, you should, because we own it. What? Yeah. Because it, in, in my opinion, it's, it's almost like a mandatory pickup for King of Tokyo, because it does diversify the game a little bit, where, you know, the, like, the base game is, is, you know, you, all you really need are, well, the six custom dice, unless you want to... Unless you you just assign values to the faces or something like that, and uh, 
and then just a bunch of cardboard standees. Is there just the one? Uh, uh that's a really good question. To my knowledge, uh, I would say there is only the one. Uh, I know there are promo cards for it as well, because like there's like a jack o lantern one. Oh yeah, like a Halloween themed that. one that like yeah, well gotcha. Halloween themed. Oh, and kind of like hero packs or something? Uh, I think that they were all just like promos that got given away at cons and stuff like that. Um, I don't okay. really know really the the ins and outs of it. Oh, I was just wondering if you It's knew. definitely Sorry. been a good solid like Forever <laughs> since we played it. years since we played it. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it it's here. It sits here. And now that I think about it, I might, like, I'm very curious as to why I've never, like, my mom would, I mean, I'm sure you guys are going to turn this into something, but my mom would have a riot playing this game. How could you imagine? I sh- she would probably giggle for hours at the idea of being able to kick somebody's ass. So just slap your dad around. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's a family. That's right. Yeah. Like I said, I, like I said, <laughs> somehow this is going to get, you know, I don't know. I don't know why I've never brought it out. Interesting. Probably just like one of those games that you've like played a whole bunch. And so you don't think about it as something that you want to play again. You know, it's, I, I have that with a few things where, uh, you know, you, you, you've played them so many times that you kind of just don't think about them, uh, when it comes time to play something. Cause you're kind of thirsty for something new, I guess. Yeah. That was a bad way yeah, of putting it. You want it, the but, new hotness. Um, yeah. So I, I, I don't, I don't blame you. I think that happens quite a lot. Uh, just so board game geek has failed me uh looking this up but i went on to amazon and looked up king of tokyo uh there's a the new edition which i guess has Ooh. also the penguin in it the, the black edition there's also the king of tokyo dark edition which i have what? no idea what that's, I don't know what that's about. about there's the halloween uh, expansion yeah uh boo 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 uh power-up expansion there's also like a mini expansion where you can get cthulhu or however the fuck you pronounce that uh you can get actual King Kong. I don't know why you'd get actual King Kong. Uh, there's like a, yeah, Cybertooth, which is, oh. I don't know, it's like a Thundercats thing, I'm guessing. I don't know. <laughs> so there's like a lots of little things you can get as well as the power-up expansion. I think the power-up expansion is the only one that gives you more stuff. I'm sure I have it. I just don't know where it is. Look, look, I'm bad at this, okay? You don't combine your boxes? Oh, the, well, I don't know. The Dark have... Edition is a collector's edition, limited. They're only making 100,000 copies. Oof, that's limited. Uh, which is basically, it's includes all the deluxe components oh. for uh, King of Tokyo. And new art, new dice, everything. As of uh, 2020. Wow, better get myself that Dark Edition. Really? No. Hmm. Okay. Uh, well, you like to collect things, okay? No, you're right. It wouldn't be you're right. like... You're not wrong. You're, no, you're absolutely correct. I just, just probably not, though. Just, nope. All right, well, let's get Mr. Downer out of the way first. Uh, what, what, would you give this, uh, uh, what would you give this out of sandwiches, Adam? Out of sandwiches? Uh, I don't have the sandwich list up in front of me, but uh, this, is a, this is a six and a half. Again, completely, completely fine game. Just, you know, it, it really... It really wears thin really quick, unfortunately, and you know, it's, it's it's really not, you know, it's just a dice chucking thingy. Fine. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Doesn't really uh just yeah, it doesn't really do anything. It's just kinda it's just kinda there. Uh with the with the power up expansion, I mean it gets better, but I mean you're yeah, there you go. Uh Justin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. All right, yeah. 
Uh, well, this is a game I, I don't, I don't own. Um, uh, if I did own it though, I probably wouldn't get it rid of it. Uh, you know, I wouldn't be selling it right away because it, you know, it, it is a nice, fun, simple, quick game that's easy to just kind of pull out when you get a bunch of people over that, uh, you know, are maybe up for some board gaming, but, uh, you know, you're, you're not exactly willing to play a, a three hours of tapestry or something. Uh, and, uh, it, it fills its niche really well. It's kind of a fun version of Yahtzee and it's got some stakes. It's got, uh, you know, a little risk reward with the King in the Hill and everything. Uh, you can get eliminated very easily, uh, but because it's so short, you know, you don't feel bad about getting knocked out, uh, because there's going to be another game right around the corner or you're going to move on to do something else. Uh, um, but it's also one of those things where it's not something that I'm going to rush out to buy um, because of those exact same reasons. Like it's simple, it's quick, uh, it fits a niche, but it's a niche that I've already filled with games in my collection, like Ink and Gold or The Crew, um, where if I have a little bit of time and a few people around, I'd kind of probably rather play one of those. Um, but um, yeah, it's it's still a solid game, and uh, you know, it's you can't go wrong with a uh, a few rounds of it because uh, you will laugh and have fun with it. How would you, Debbie? So for me, um, I'm on a scale of uh, a five point scale. Um, I give this a four out of five. Like I, to me, there's uh, yes, it gets old after a while. Yes, maybe it you know um, kind of wears thin. But this, I don't really see this as the kind of game that you would set out to play for hours on end either. So um, I feel like it's it's okay, actually, in that kind of in that area. Um, I agree with you, Justin. I think it fills a niche. I think it fills a, you know, kind of a, a kind of a more, I don't know, amusing niche uh, in a way. And I can't imagine that it really is, you know, hugely expensive. Um, so I feel like, you know, um, for what you pay for it, I think that it's, you know, it's not the worst thing in the world to have on your shelf. Um, and you know, to pull out every once in a while, um, it's the game that, well, it's one of the games that, uh, that Adam, um, and the guys introduced me to when I first kind of came along. I really enjoyed this game, uh, to the point where, like I said, I got, um, King of New York given to me for Christmas because apparently I really liked King of Tokyo. So, I mean, I just, I, yeah, I just don't think that you really can go wrong with this. I'm definitely not nearly as negative on it as, uh, as Adam is. Um, but yeah, I, I think that it fits that, that niche really well. And just don't, don't think of it as a game that you're going to pull out and like just play for hours. It's not tournament style. You're, you're not going to be, you know, coming up with your little group of friends so that you can play it every week. Like it's, it, it's not made to be that way and it, it would suck, but, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just a good quality, fun game in and of itself. So I give it a four out of five. Six and a half out of 10 isn't terrible. It's, you know, it's just kind of, you know, eh. yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But what kind of sandwich is that? You still got to look that up for me. Uh, okay. So, um, for me, I'm on the same, uh, keep or not keep. So this is in my collection. Uh, I don't plan on getting rid of it. Cause I think one of the things that might've been glossed over a little bit because I'm the only one with kids is that this is also supposed to be a good family game. 
um, you know, this, the, because the rules are simple, the dice are chunky and it looks, uh, so good. It is something that is, you know, exciting for younger people to play, um, the chance to make your, uh, dad cry as you, uh, smack him to death uh, while he tries to stand in Tokyo is probably something that the kids would love to do at some point, but they never will because I'm never going to let them win. Um, <laughs> they, uh, you know, I, you know, I look forward to being able to play games with my kids, um, and this is one that features a lot of things that I think are just really eye-catching and just really exciting to to play with. So um, because of that, as well as like like Debbie said and Justin said, you know, it's it's a very good game for what it is. Um, and so even if I didn't have kids, I think I'd still keep it around just for like the odd time that you know somebody new pops around. And we want to try something, or you know, they we they we're not in the mood for playing something more serious, or you don't have a lot of time. You just want to chuck some dice and have a good time. I think it's great for all that, but I do think this is the kind of game that excels or would excel with, you know, younger, younger people. Right. Um, so yeah, for me, it's a, it's a keeper again. I don't know if I necessarily recommend you go run out and get it. Uh, cause like there are probably better options. Uh, but you know, they don't have giant monsters punching each other. So take that for what you will. Um, yeah. So good game. I'll keep it around. Uh, any other final thing? Yeah. What kind of sandwich was that? Uh, like you made a, you made a list. You didn't write no, it No, I wrote it down. I just, I don't know where the hell it is. Uh, a six and a, a six would be like, that's somewhere in like the grilled cheese BLT range. Oh, that just sounds terrible. Like a grilled cheese. No, BLT, no, 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 no. Grilled like cheese <laughs> slash <laughs> BLT. Smashed. Like a grilled cheese or, or a BLT. Yeah. Like they're just, you know, they're go just good. good BLT but they're not, right now. they're nothing outstanding. Justin, would you want a BLT that has like a big slab of cheese in the middle? I don't know. That just seems like it'd be it real. It depends on that cheese. <laughs> and like a, do like something. the. Well, it can't be hot. It can't be hot. You could put cheese in it, but it couldn't be like no. But that's a grilled cheese. See, this is my problem I right know. now. Is that we've got a we've got a scale where a six is a grilled cheese and a seven is a BLT, and he wants to Depends. do a six and a half. I mean, what is that, that? Grilled cheese has some bananas in it. Oh, yeah. bananas! Gross. What the fuck? What? Oh yeah, no, you got to try it. You are an anarchist. <laughs> I have never been no, more no. convinced that you are the antichrist than right now. <laughs> grilled cheese and banana. No, no. Trust me. What? No. Like yeah. you're actually grilled bananas serious? are delicious. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, grilled bananas are delicious. Grilled bananas gr- and in the cheese. Oh yeah, yeah. So you like grill the bananas before you put them in the grilled cheese? No, 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 you... no, 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 no. Yeah, you just oh, you, you cut them man. lengthwise. The texture. You put them in there with the cheese, mm. and it all melts together. It's oh. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. It's it's over. It's done. Enjoyed it. If you like this kind of thing, we've got lots uh, where that came from. And if you really like it, you can uh, like and subscribe, and you know maybe give us a rating or something. That would be great. Uh, If you have any constructive feedback for us, you can hit us up on email at uh, collapsinggameshelf at gmail dot com or on Twitter at CGS Podcast. And if you want to hit me up on Twitter at Team Rage Tom, you can tell me uh, all about your weird, disgusting sounding sandwiches uh justin well hey uh if you want to get a hold of me you can find me on twitter at don't trust justin uh you know hit me up for some board game information or just how uh you agree that uh melts are just grilled cheeses how about you debbie I'm having a really hard time getting past this, but nonetheless, you guys can get me at at Mrs. Wynn. That's at M-R-S-W-H-Y-N on Instagram and Twitter. Um, yeah, you're likely just going to see dogs and a lot of baking. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, I mean, if that's your thing, that's your thing. You know, hit me up. But as Tom said, if you guys want to get a hold of us as a group, you can get us on Twitter at CGS Podcast. We'd love to hear from you guys. We do try um, to, you know, uh, get in some games that are suggested to us um, by listeners. Sometimes we uh, can't get access to them, and that really sucks. Sorry, Sam. Um, but we do try, so... Uh, you know, give us a shout and let us know if there's something you think we should uh, we should give a good old college try to and not bananas in a grilled cheese sandwich. I'm not willing to do the college try on that one. Sorry, guys. Uh, Adam, how about you? Guys, if you're looking to get a hold of me, catch me on social media at For the Win, F-O-R-T-H-E-W-H-Y-N. Um, you can also catch Debbie and myself on Facebook, uh, FTWBBQ. Uh, if you're in the Calgary area, um, we're still doing barbecue and baking and all that sort of stuff. Uh, yes, sorry, the 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 uh, Facebook page is actually updated now. It's uh, FTW BBQ and Bakery. Uh, I need to I need to remember that. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of it. Come get some barbecue and talk some board games and you know just miss me with that grilled cheese and banana whatever bullshit that was i terrible terrible day to have ears that's you know Let's try it wow i mean that, that was a little you're extreme gonna, you're gonna try it you're gonna love it apparently oh man i'm just i'm still thinking about it i know i just i can't get the idea of the texture out of my mind like the texture just seems like it would be really disturbing oh no yeah i know it's good uh, all right uh oof. <laughs> thanks again so much for listening i'm sorry i hope you enjoyed this episode uh I something did. something we'll be back next week uh have a good week uh jesus thomas is so broken <laughs> i don't have an amazing week, you all, and join us next week when we come back at you with something exciting and fun. I just can't stop thinking about this banana sandwich. Terrible. <laughs> just try it. Just try it. No, I don't all think right. I'm going to do that. All right, thanks, everybody. Bye! Bye. Bye.